You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Hey, Jordan, your usual drink tonight? Yes, thank you. So, where's Eric and Ryan? Uh, They're on their way. I wanted to listen to your latest podcast, but where can I download the episodes again? You can download all of our episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. You can also find us on every social media platform. Every social media platform? That's awesome. Hey, it looks like your friends are here. Let me get the first round for you guys. So I have seen this movie twice. And I'm going to sum it up very quickly. What a major, major missed opportunity. This movie had so much going for it. And it just completely missed what it was supposed to be about. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Uh, I think I'm doing pretty good. I don't know what you, what your expectations were. This movie delivered because in the year 1922, Wilford, uh, whatever his name was, killed his wife and that's what we got we got a story of the year 1922 i didn't know what this thing was gonna be about i went in completely blind to this and that's what i did you already seen it you've seen it twice already then so i guess we're gonna talk about it a few more times then ryan um what'd you think you know i didn't really have a whole lot of expectations but this was a pretty different movie than what i was expecting um just because i saw i remember seeing something when this movie came out and i just remember the cornfield and so i just thought like it was probably some relation to children of the corn um but it's not no not at all <laughs> not at all I, I i i had no expectations either i saw this movie we record this on sundays for all of our listeners i already know so i saw this movie twice in the past what, 24 hours saturday and sunday because i have so many questions and what I mean by missed opportunities is I had no idea this movie was about. So my wife and I watched this on Netflix and we played the trailer just to see what this movie was about. And my wife and I looked at each other last night and we we're like, oh, this is going to be a good scary ghost story. You know, guy kills his wife. He's just come back and haunt and torture him. Yeah. Like this is going to be this is going to be great. You know, like, like, I mean, like she was really excited. She had no interest in it. She saw the trailer. She's like, this is going to be good. And none of that shit happened. And we were just so disappointed. Like, the movie is really good. And then once that hour mark hits, it is just dreck. Okay, I I think uh, I know what you mean then. You you wanted more of that ghost story aspect, uh, almost like a supernatural aspect of it. And I'll tell you what, because I went into this movie knowing it was Stephen King, uh, a short story, albeit, but I was expecting or waiting for some sort of supernatural or even like some sort of alien, I don't know, anything, element, some some sort of fictional element to kind of come in here and intervene with, with the cast. But instead, we have this kind of simpler story of this farmer slowly going crazy and how his one decision led to this horribly bad karma train which 
I, I, want, I want you guys' opinion on this. Is it a horrible decision that led to a karma train? Or was it the wife doing these things beyond the grave? I, these events that lead to it. I think it's a it's a karma train, to, to be honest with you. And I think that he's tormented, Wilfred is, um, completely by it because no matter how hard he tries to admit that that he is his own man and he is right and this is the way things to be done, he ends up doing the exact same thing that he didn't want to do, uh, which was his pretty much his wife's plans. Okay, okay. So, we'll, we'll, okay, let's get into the meat and potatoes of this real quick because this is my question. Ryan, I'm going to ask you first here. What a terrible, terrible cast. And what I mean by that is I didn't feel anything for the characters. So that's my first missed opportunity. Right, Ryan? Like, I, I, I want to hear what both of you say when I ask you first, Ryan. So I think the movie, it's great. It's good in an hour and a half, but I think a better director would have gone two hours and gave us more of the family structure because it was not even opening credits and boom, let's kill our wife. I mean, like, they were black and cold, right, Ryan? I mean, like, there was, I didn't feel for any of them. No, I didn't. Before the I... murder. I didn't feel for any of them at all throughout the whole movie. I think there's, I like the actors. The I like Thomas Jane. I like Carrie Coon, who plays the wife. Um, but the the accents that they use, because like hers is barely there, and his is super thick. Thank you. And it's, I don't know. I feel like they're, they didn't really know what they were wanting, um, like. Thomas Jane is going for it and you know, all credit to him. He, you know, if it wasn't for that super thick accent, I think it would have been more accessible. Like I'd been able to get into his performance more. Um, but like, I think I give you enough. I just think that, I, I guess I agree. It happens too soon. Um, one of the other things I don't like about the movie is I think, I think that the entirety of the movie should have taken place in the house or like on that farm like we never like i don't think we should have ever left that farm oh good good idea yeah uh, eric eric same question i mean like it's not it's not just hey here's the credits and then boom five minutes later the wife's like we should get divorced like there's no love to make us feel for him or her to pick a side if you want to right there's no like oh no don't get divorced like there's there's no love like these characters start out cold and yeah. that's i think terrible for the movie it's it's detrimental yeah and uh to agree with ryan too all of them seem to have different accents and uh, including mm. the neighbors and the rest of the townsfolk as well too it's uh it's like, I, don't, I don't even think i don't think the sun has an accent at yeah. all it, it, it was very off-putting because it's just like all right well like is everyone on the the same page here like what's what's gonna who's from where you know type of thing so maybe i missed a detail somewhere uh, about that but um i i think i really like thomas jane's uh acting in this i think he he sells it a lot more than um a lot of other people do but at the same part, like, um, it's not the strongest story. I, I can agree to that because it's just, I, I, there's not a whole lot of substance there besides it just being kind of this old-fashioned ghost story type of thing, you know? Where's my but golden is it arm a ghost? And, and stuff? Yeah, but is it a ghost story? Because I don't understand. I mean, like, guys, seriously, I don't it's, think you've seen the trailer. No, no, I, you I watch this. You watch this trailer, they advertise it as it. You know, it's like, oh, my God. Like it looks scary, it, it it that doesn't happen. 
Like there are scenes in the trailer that don't happen in the movie. I oh, are there? Yeah, there's three of them. My wife and I pointed them out. And it was like, well, that's not in the movie. I wouldn't even say you're right. I wouldn't even say it's a ghost story because as I watch it to its entirety, I really just see this man kind of hallucinating in his own delusion about uh, what he did. And I don't even think it's a ghost uh, it's aspect not. of it. It's just him kind of fucking with himself. This guy's going crazy. I actually 100% agree with you on that, Eric. And I want to get to that point later in, in, the, in the review here, but I actually agree with you. So don't forget to remind me if I forget. So, so him and his, okay. So, so his wife's like, Hey, guess what? I'm not happy here. I want to go to the city. You know, he's like city folk is stupid. So, you know, him and his son, which fuck the son. Hey, guess what? We're going to kill your mom. Okay. And he's like, all right, let's, let's kill my mom. Like there's really no struggle. That's the second issue that I have with this movie. Like, I know that the mom is verbally abusive to the son. I get that. But it's like, I want some believe. I want some believability. I want the son to be like, chew on it for a little bit. Be like, no, I don't want to kill mom. Why would I want to kill mom? You know, and then have the dad do it, but don't have the son be involved. The son's in the corner crying somewhere or something. Like, the son is horrible in this movie. What do you guys say on that? About uh, Riley, the son was a little. Son. Well, I, I don't know. Riley get into it, but I have a question. As it made the rank and answer both as we're double, uh, kind of uh, doubling up. There was 180 acres that they had, and the opportunity was to sell a hundred of those and get and get paid. Right? Like it's yeah yeah. Um, so they would have been left with 80 acres still. So cut half their land, I guess. And well, yeah. So he, um, Wilford, Wilf didn't want to sell the property because the high bidder was um, the Farrington Company, and he despises them because he he's under the belief that they're just gonna ruin the land, or it's like the city encroaching on his you know country utopia sort of thing. Um, he reiterates it near the end when he's talking to the girl's father, the other like the neighbor farmer. And because he's trying to, he tries to sell the hundred acres to him for five hundred dollars, and um, he says because he's he's selling it so low because he doesn't want the Farrington Company to have it at all, um, and that's like the big sticking point because she she inherits it, the wife inherits it from her father who died, um, and it's next to a rail line, and that's why the Farrington Company wants that property so they can have that that section of the rail line, um, and he just refuses to sell it to that particular company. And that's really what the the strife is between them. Um, but like the son, I I actually like the beginning of the movie. I would say probably the first thirty minutes, um, up until this, up until um, Wilf tells her that he has decided that they should sell and move to the city. Um, I, I like the setup, how they handle everything. I I, I buy in that the son, because the son. Um, loves his father more than he loves his mom. He likes this sort of manly, like the manly aspect of tilling the ground, you know, catch the uh, capital, like harvesting the fruits of your labor and, and kind of being self-sufficient. And that's what his dad preaches. Whereas his mom is like more hoity toity. You know, we need to move to the city. This isn't the life, you know, we should have and things like that. 
So the the I think there's two scenes where the father like like is manipulating um, Hank really hard, um, and I really like the setup when he finally convinces him when they're talking about I think I can't remember the exact words, but he's like ta- he's digging a hole in the cornfield and he's like saying like she's digging her grave. Um, I thought that was very well very well done, um, but like the goodwill for me runs out pretty quickly after that. No, yeah, I 100% agree with you because he also was like throwing that Hank has a girlfriend and you'll never see your girlfriend again and all this stuff. But they decide they're going to kill the wife and they get the wife drunk and they kill her. Very, very nice kill. Brutal kill, right? The son put the bag on the head and they, they cut her up multiple times and she's still struggling until he slits her throat. And then he puts her into the uh, dried up well and it's infested with rats. The only scary scene in the movie that made you go, uh, was seeing her dead corpse out of the bag, sitting upright, right, with the rat coming out of her mouth. Oh, yeah. That was what good. A scene. Th- that was good. That was good. That was CGI rat. I get that shit, but it was creepy. That was good, right? Mm-hmm. But then this is where the movie loses me again, is I'm like, okay, I have seen this movie before. This was in Creepshow, What Lies Beneath, you know, with Harrison Ford. Like, okay, I've seen this before. You know, the spouse is going to come back and get revenge and, you know, ghost murderous. Okay, I'm excited. I've seen this movie. And it doesn't fucking happen. And I know in some arguments, some people may be like, well, that's good because it didn't give you what you expected. But this movie was craving for that kind of a movie though well i think i mean in a certain aspect she does get her revenge because there's that scene where she follows him into the basement and he's saying kill me kill me but she's just whispering into his ear and she's telling him everything that's happening with her son with their son as he's ran away and he's robbing banks now and and he dies spoilers but he dies and like that that essentially kind of is the final nail in wolf's coffin because the whole point of maintaining the property is to pass it down to his son because even i don't i don't remember if it's in the voiceover that that goes throughout the movie or if he says it to the wife directly but if a man he says like if a man can't pass down his land what is he living for or something like that Yes, but I was looking for and Eric I don't know if you agree with me on this one I was this movie though the way it was filmed uh, the setups and everything, that's all good, Brian. But I was looking for the bumps in the night. I was looking for the doors opening randomly and the windows rattling and and scary images because that's what well, they I do was have. Really, a... but yeah, no, no, but they don't really. They have. I mean, they have a couple of. Um... I don't want to say cutaways, but they're it's not, and it's not montage either. But they have a couple quick shots of. Like he thinks it's her silhouette in the doorway, but it's Henry's when he it's Henry when he flips on the light, or um, I think there's a shot of of the corpse sitting in a chair or something like that. So then they kind of come out of nowhere. So they yeah, do kind I, of have that, but like there's no jump scares in the movie. If that's what you're, I'm not looking for want. jump scares. Uh, I'm not saying jump scares, jump scares in like the traditional sense with a loud bang. You know, I'm not looking for that. What I'm what I'm looking for. Is just, I thought she would be haunting more, you know? And I think everything that happens after they kill her is because of her. I feel, the way the movie explained it to me, the way I feel about it, is that I feel that everything that happens bad to him, Eric, you said about the karma, 
I think it was done from her. So maybe that's where they were going for. So instead of this, huh. you, you know, so it like, so instead of like an oogie boogie bump in the night revenge kind of scary movie that we've seen before hundreds of times, right? Maybe, hey, guess what? Your son gets gets girl pregnant. He leaves. He becomes a bank robber, and and all these things happen. She gets shot. He kills himself. And the only reason why that I feel that she was the reason for all this stuff was because when he saw his son's dead body, his face was chewed up by rats, and that's what follows her everywhere. I, so that's the only that's the conclusion that I have is that all this was because of her. I'm open to to your to your interpretation of it because the movie that I saw, and this is why I like. I guess talking about this when we were fresh about it, the movie that I saw was was a person's slow descent into madness, and it opened up with that too. It opened up cold enough to where it's like this guy's kind of kind of crazy type of thing. He's different. I think that's maybe what the world that I was that he was painted in, and from what I saw is that he was the only one with this thick accent. He was the only one that would seem to be a ridiculous character, while all the the people around him are just normal you know what we consider kind of as the viewer normal and we see this guy is is uh well he's in 1922 basically he's just in his his, his own world i think that was a, a a big choice that they made and that's what we got to see of it um i think that the the rats was a is a great way to kind of just uh show him reminders because it's it's a constant thing, uh, especially on a farm and just just wherever else that he can just kind of see it, and that's that's the you know that's the, the the following voice in his head that's reminds him that they're always there. It's it's uh, that's what I got to see everywhere he went. He he would see maybe a rat or rat like thing, and they would remind him suddenly of that, and he felt like he was being stalked almost by her. And because of this, we got his bad karma, his bad choices. It kept on going further and further and further. And um, even when he his, got his hand bit by the rat, too, I'm sure that he would take that more as a, as a message. Um, but really, it's just you're he's going crazy, man. And that's what I got to see. Well, we didn't talk about this, but I thought it was kind of a clever thing. Uh, when they killed the wife and they put her down the uh, the uh, the well, uh, the sheriff came snooping around, you know, and he the the actor who played the sheriff. He portrayed it kind of like, hey, I think something's going on, but I don't have anything about it, so I'm just kind of kind of let it go, like just the way his bilingual was. So then they had the idea of putting the cow down the well to cover her up and cover that up with I, – I, I thought that was funny in a way because it's like, you know, if anybody tries snooping around and start digging up that well, they're going to find the cow's corpse before they're going to find hers. And he even told the cop that too. So I thought, I thought that was an interesting cover-up. I will give the movie that. Do you guys agree with that at all? Oh yeah. No, I mean I think it's it's a good idea. I laughed out loud when they actually did it in the movie, just because the CGI was really funny to me. Right. Um, but like, it, it makes sense to do it because you you can't just say the cow died. You actually have to kill the cow. Um, and yeah, I I thought that the scene where the sheriff does come and like they're filling in the hole and everything. And he's really wanting like, well, I guess not really wanting, but he, he, he just spontaneously mentions that they've been working on filling in the well. Cause the, the cow fell down 
Like if if he did that and I was the sheriff, I would, you know, it would give me pause and then to have him be like, "Well, you want to come look at it even though I didn't say anything in response?" That would make me very curious. I agree. Do you, do you think the sheriff was curious or do you think that he was just uh I'm not, not dim-witted is not the word, but naive maybe? I don't think he was naive. I just think I don't know. I think that he might have just like tucked that away for future use because there's because I mean he comes and talks to him about the the son being a bank robber uh, or a gas like a, a thief because they find the truck outside of a gas station that had been robbed um, Wolf's truck and so like he he's adding things together but I think I mean he obviously he's gonna he quits you know thinking about it when Wolf says uh, that he can when wolf confirms that the dead body they find on the side of the road is his wife's well that's what i i think is that the sheriff was just kind of um not convinced of the story and when something like that happens it it kind of actually is like oh well maybe he was telling the truth this entire time type of thing yeah that's a good point now before we get into the end of the movie uh with the big reveal at the end uh eric i'll go with you first and then ryan may ask you the same question do you believe that the son would be this Bonnie and Clyde bank robber? I mean, the movie doesn't doesn't justify that. It it doesn't make sense to me for him to say, I'm going to make my own way and go be a bank robber. Like, there was no reason, that right? That seems a little, little um, much. But at the same part, like, we're seeing both these guys losing something. And the one thing that uh, uh, he loses that uh, – what was it, Henry? Hank? Henry, hey, uh, the hey, one thing that, that he goes by he, yeah, uh, that's right. He goes later on. One thing that Henry has though is the neighbor girl Shannon, and that was that's his purpose, you know. And he's slowly going crazy as well too because she brings it up to uh, Wilfred that he's different. Hank, that is that he's different. He's acting weird. I, I used to, uh, you know, know what he was thinking. I used to to kind of see him a bit, and now he's just um, carrying this weight, and so. We have confirmation at that point that this character, Henry, is is a changed person now. You know, there's darkness in his world, and he has to have this secret, and it's it's just crazy. Now, the possibility of her, his world, uh, is being taken away because she's pregnant, and um, Neil McDonald's, uh, McDonald's character, um, the neighbor, her dad, uh, basically, uh, is going to take her to a boarding school and then give up the baby. Like that's, that's a lot as well too. You know, that's, that's a lot. And for him to go rogue like that, I, I think he saw the decision-making in his father. Just like, Hey, man's got to do what a man's got to do. And he finally caught up with him. He's like, yeah, you know what? A man does have to do what a man has, has to do. And I'm going to do it. So that's, that's kind of what I see in that is that he just, but it, it went, from uh, it went zero to a hundred pretty quick. No, it did. That's why I was curious about it. Ryan. Same question. Do you think going zero to a hundred like that is is justified, or do you think that the weight of killing his mother just turned him into this Bonnie and Clyde character? I mean, I agree with both perspectives of it. I I, I thought it was kind of dumb. Uh, in all honesty, I think like Hank could die in a different way and i think how they present it isn't very believable but i can understand um the necessity of having something over the top because it could you know because 
the whole concept is uh, with Hank is that he was like he's bas- his mind's basically been poisoned by his father to believe a certain thing that you know like men are men and you know we got to keep our land we got to do what we what we have to do whether it's you know whether we believe it's right or wrong we have to make that decision so you know him seeing his you know him getting his 15 year old girlfriend pregnant he sees that he has to support her because he even he even talks to his dad about having money to marry her and stuff like that um because kids in town are getting married that young and so they go on the on the lamb and they have to get money some way somehow I mean that's the easiest way to do it because he's already he's already helped kill somebody. Okay. All right. Okay. Interesting take. I just thought it was like zero to one hundred. And again, you know, his death with his face being uh, ate by rats uh, was just kind of my confirmation that this whole thing is because of the mother. Um, both my wife and I said, and then we'll get into the ending of it. Is we were both watching together, and she looked at me, and I looked at her. We both kind of said out loud together at the same time without realizing it. Uh, I wonder if Hank thinks that his dad's going to kill him next. And that's what I think a, a, the next missed opportunity is. Ryan, I believe it was you that said at the beginning of the show that the movie should have stayed on the farm. And I think that's what would have made this really cool is, okay, I just helped my dad kill my mom. Is he's going to try to kill me next and have that struggle? And have that internal conflict, I think that would have made it great. Hmm. But that never happens. You know what I mean? Because her and I both looked at each other and was like, oh, is Hank going to get an next from his dad? Because his dad is the one that, that officially like slit the throat, you know? So, okay. Maybe, so Maybe move, with that, yeah. but how about uh, one further and say maybe more, more involvement with the neighbors? Uh, okay. Maybe the, maybe the neighbor girl finds out that uh, maybe the secret is leaked. Maybe that that Henry maybe, yeah. tells her, and she, you know, retroactively then would would tell her parents. And now now the secret's kind of you know getting. But now you turn it from a ghost story to kind of like a like a crime, true crime type of thing. But um, which 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 is a different movie. I mean, like make it a crime movie then. Don't make it a ghost movie because this is not really a ghost movie. Uh, to me, this is not a ghost movie. I guess I'm just, uh, you know, handcuffed into a world of, you know, loud bangs and noises and bumps in the nights, you know, and Ben Nick ladies from Haunting of Hill House, I guess. You know, like I'm just, I guess that's what I was looking for. Didn't get it. Uh, but then the movie is, uh, throughout the whole movie, uh, Wilfred, Rilf, Wilfred, right? Will, Wilfred? Yes. Uh, or Wilfred, yes. R- Wilfred. Uh, he's been writing pretty much his confession about everything. And throughout the whole movie, there has been gnawing at the walls. Uh, he goes his, the rest of his life. He leaves the farm. He goes to Nebraska. He didn't want to, he goes to the Omaha, I'm sorry. And he's working and there's rats following him. So throughout many of years, cause at this point, he's an old man at the end of the story, rats have followed him all the way through. And, uh, at the end of the movie, the rats have infested his uh, hotel room, and his wife, his son, and his son's girlfriend are there with the butcher knife that he killed his wife with and said, you know, his son said, it's okay, Dad, we'll make it quick. End of movie. So I listened to the audiobook version of this on my way to work and from work today. Before I guys tell you the ending of that and before our popcorn ratings, Ryan, I'll go with you first. 
is that ending that we got in this movie justified? Uh, well, yeah, he's he's down to his deepest point, and like the reason he killed her is you know to save the land, but now the land's gone. There's no real reason to live anymore because he he has no son to pass anything down to. He has no property to pass down. He works some shitty job in a factory, and he's haunted by by what he's done. Um, so I yeah, go ahead and kill yourself, man. Well. But then why didn't the wife kill him in the basement instead of whispering? Why didn't she whisper everything to him and at the end of the whispering kill him then? Why make him live for, what, another 10 years? Because, I mean, that's her. Re- I mean, that would be the revenge, right? Because he killed her to preserve the property because, like I said earlier, he, he, he thinks the point of a, like, a you don't exist or you're not important if you don't have anything to pass down, if you don't have your land to pass down to someone. And she's whispering in his ear how the sun is descending into, you know, I don't say depravity, but um, this violent circle he's never going to, this violent cycle he's never going to get out of and how he kills himself, how the sun kills himself. And so I, I would take that as her revenge on him and not necessarily talking him into killing himself. That his whole reason for existing or his whole driving force in his life is now gone. I, I think it's, it speaks a lot of volumes as well, too. That, again, he ends up doing almost the exact same thing that he did not want to do. Which was move to Omaha, get a job, you know. And he, like, that's would have happened. He would have done it. He would have had both hands, by the way, too. Yeah, if they had just done it uh, already, like they could have had, he could have had a much better life. And so I, I think that was almost like a taunt, you know, just to to kind of make him do that, that the things that he didn't want to do already. And it's just like those subtle reminders, just to be like, this is, you know, you could have had, it was going to happen regardless, and you chose to make it the worst one possible rather than the best way possible. That's true, because Hank says there's always another way. Yeah, he says that. He says that twice. So yeah. uh, I do have so, a question though before oh, well, gonna, we okay. before we get yeah. into the, the the ratings here. Why do you think the neighbors, the the girlfriend's family, why do you, you think that they suffer a similar fate that um, Wilford and his family does? Well, let's see what happens. So his daughter is dating Hank. His daughter gets pregnant. They're going to put her to a boarding school and take the baby up for adoption. She gets killed. The wife is grief-stricken, leaves him, and then he's depressed and sells the property. So (sighs) guilt by association, maybe, because she's the girlfriend of a murderer. But why would? But why would? I, I guess that's my question. Why would um, Arlette, the mom, haunt them and kind of like ruin their family as well? Because weren't they kind of like not enemies, but they weren't really friendly with their family, right? They because then, well, I, I mean, he, they're he not hateful of of his uh, neighbor because he was more well to do. That that blue Cadillac, you know. Um... The wife who didn't talk back and all that, but like I'm just saying, why, why would she? If if the whole impetus is to just get revenge for being murdered, why would she affect them as well? 
I think I think that was a coincidence, but Eric, go ahead, please. No, I, I don't know. It, you could say that the land is cursed, or you could just say that um, the 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 waves that he made were just just rippled out that hard. Okay. Yeah. But I'm gonna say it's but, coincidence. But it's it's not. I mean, it's not like they were at fault or anything. But it's just like his decision was so bad that his his son brought in the neighbor girl with it, and it's. It, maybe it's it's showing that his misfortune is just kind of leaking and seeping. Oh, you know what? Um, they made the comment about – he made the comment that if he sold the land, it would be going to the hogs, and the hog uh, farmers would just be putting all that, that trash and gunk and just put it down river and kill the neighbor's land, right? And maybe that's what it is. It's, like it's, it's something of that variation still – happened against uh, i guess his better intentions is that the shit the shit still rolled downhill and it got into the neighbors and his his misfortunes and his bad karma rolled downhill um so either way maybe his neighbor was going to get shit on either whether it be hog intestines in a river or whether it be his um his son's kidnapping okay um, Okay, so I like I said before you're gonna proper ratings, I want you guys to hear what the actual ending of the actual novella is. It's part of a compilation of uh, books that Stephen King did. But the actual ending is pretty much the whole book or the whole short story is this movie almost verbatim. Almost. Um and the ending of the actual story is throughout the whole story, uh Wilfred would be writing you know, something about whatever. And then he would say, the rats are trying to get into my hotel room. And then he would, con and, but then he would continue, you know, to write. Uh, so the ending is uh, the hotel clerk hears noises, screaming, uh, goes upstairs, right? And he says, one of the last things he says in the letter is that the rats are in and she's here to kill me. And then when the hotel clerk goes in, there is no sign of a struggle. There is no sign of rats going through a wall. And there is a bloody butcher knife on the floor next to his body. So my question is, would that be a better ending in this movie? Or also, does that just show us that there is no ghost wife? That he just made a terrible decision. Everything that happened, bad karma. And he decided to kill himself in the hotel room. Uh, Eric, we'll go with you first. What do you think of that ending? Um, I think this is not too too far off. I I I'd assume that he that the ending was him killing himself. So for them to leave it more of an open thing for the movie, I guess, is just for dramatic effect. But I I kind of figured that that was going to be, you know, among the kind of the the, the same ending of him just kind of. Because that's what I thought this movie was. Someone's slow descent to madness, and ultimately the the weight came down, and he killed himself. Ryan, do you say the same thing? Was there a ghost wife, or did he just kill himself? I mean, I think I think he uh, there's a ghost wife, and he kills himself. The Having the ending they do, I think, is a better visual. I think it works better in the medium of film than like the written word. And, and I, he may paint a pretty picture, with that in the story, but I think visually that wouldn't be as interesting as what we got. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I actually kind of like the, I actually kind of like the short story version more because, you know, like I said, he was writing down, they're coming through the walls. She's here. 
So it's like that's telling the reader that the ghost is there, but then when the person shows up, there's nothing. Like there's no hole in the wall, there's no rats, there's no ghost. So I found that interesting. Oh, you know, maybe he is this whole thing. There's no ghost wife. So, uh, Ryan, let's go with you first, bud. What is going to be your popcorn rating for 1922? Uh, I think I'm going to give it a small bag. I kind of struggle between small and medium. Um, but I just, I don't know, I watched it at like midnight last night when I was kind of drifting in and out. I know I saw everything in the movie, but I don't know. I just didn't. It never outside the first 30 minutes or so of the movie. It never really caught my interest past that. I didn't really like Thomas Jane gives a respectful performance because you don't really outside of like the mist. Maybe you don't really think of him as like a serious actor or someone who's going to turn in a like, character work. Um, I hate his accent in the movie, but he does. He's pretty good in it. Um, but like I said, I don't think it should have left the farm. There's a lot of like, so like the tangent with the son as he's, you know, Robin banks and stuff is kind of dumb. I think uh, a lot of the cutbacks, like we didn't, I don't think we need to go to the hotel room as many times as we do. Um, I just, yeah, it, it's pretty to look at. It's, you know, I like, there's you know tense moments and stuff, but overall it, it just never grabbed me. I never got into it, so I, I guess small bag. And a small bag for me because one of my issues is this kind of movie is not you know uh, a big Hollywood release that will or like a big independent kind of release that'll make you think. Like I think a kind of movie like this, it's either black or white. It's either this way or it's this way, just by the kind of movie it is. And I feel that this movie was trying to be something bigger than what it was. And I think that the filmmaker should have realized, okay, I'm making a ghost wife movie or making a guy who's going mad movie. And I wanted the and and wanted the ghost wife movie. That's what the trailers were telling me. I was excited to see Gary Ghost Wife fucking up his shit. That's what I was hoping for. And I didn't get it. And I guess maybe I'm angry at the movie because is it did not exceed my expectations, so maybe I have to check it out again to kind of see what I'm missing. But I was really disappointed. Like there was this, like I said at the beginning of the show, just just a missed opportunity. It doesn't have an identity, and that's kind of where I struggle with. What movie am I watching? So for me, it's small bag. Uh, Thomas Jane. I didn't realize it was Thomas Jane until halfway through. I was like, that guy looks familiar. Why does he look familiar? Oh, it's oh, oh my God, it's the Punisher. Okay. Like, just forgot. So, and Thomas Jane will always be the Punisher for me because 04, because, you know, I'm me. Eric, what will be your popcorn rating for 1922? I, I'll keep this kind of simple. A small bag, but with, like, a lot of butter on it because I, I did enjoy this movie, but it just didn't seem like it was going to be the same movie that I wanted it to be. It's, um, it, it, it enticed me, like, from beginning to end. I was, I was on it and I was, um, not like on the edge of my seat or anything like that, but I was interested to see what's going to happen next because you got this guy's complete misfortunes that are just kind of always catching up with him for some reason. And uh, it, it just made for, for kind of this entertaining watch. It was uh, it was very different, um, but I was just let down at kind of what was happening at the same time as well because there wasn't much else happening. There was no... It's not like it was like a development or anywhere else, but it it was just the downfall. We just got to see the slow burn happen in uh how long was this movie? 
like an hour, hour and a half. Minutes. Yeah. So that's that's basically what we just got to see an hour and a half of a of a of a of a slow burn. Um, it wasn't as scary as I wanted it to be, as much as it was more just kind of a crime thriller. It was I wouldn't put it in a horror section at all. Um, right. But that that's it. It's it's kind of a simple movie. Um, it it wasn't it wasn't much else. But um, I I'm not looking forward to to watching it again. Um, but by any means, it's not really forgettable because that rat scene is going to stay in my head for a while. Now we've now we've seen another Stephen King property earlier this year. We watched In the Tall Grass. Eric, is this better than In the Tall Grass? Yes, I think so. Like I enjoyed In the Tall Grass, but I compare it too much to other movies. Whereas this one just kind of seems in, in the realm of its own, and it's just more kind of a, a character driven rather than whatever in the tall grass was just time travel ryan ryan what about you same question oh it's light years better than that movie yeah i will actually agree with yeah yeah this movie is way better than that i was just curious because this is the second stephen king property all right everybody thank you so much for listening to this most recent episode of movie guys podcast next week we're going to be coming back with our teen sex comedies another movie that i have never seen before risky business of course i know the scenes or the scene so I'm really excited to see what we're going to do with our Risky Business. If you want to know what we're going to do throughout the rest of the month of September, just go to our Twitter at MovieGuysPod, and I posted the schedule up there so everybody can see what we're going to do for September, and I can't wait for it. And Eric, Ryan has never been a part of it, but October, Haunting of Bly Manor. I'm excited for that one, bud. I'm really excited for this. This is going to be dope. Yeah, I can't wait for that one. Thank you so much, uh, Eric and Ryan, for joining me on this most recent episode. Make sure to download us on all the social media networks and also at movieguyspodcast.poppy.com. Have a good night.